This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I am delighted today to have a guest with us, Michael McAllister, and he is the CEO and founder of Empower Funnels. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, these funnel things, right? Uh, for those of you that know what a funnel is, or a automated system would be a good way to say it, too. It's an automated system, whether it's from uh, getting leads, you know, lead generation, whether it's fulfillment or whether it's uh, retention of your clients, you know, it's always important to have some type of a system. And so um, Michael has put together empowerment funnels. And so I'd love to first welcome you to the show, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Great, great. We're going to dive into a bunch of fun stuff here, but let me first uh, introduce you to everybody and give everyone um, a history about you. So you know, you uh, started off as a mortgage loan officer, um, and so you certainly understand the struggles of generating leads in um, numerous capacities, because I'm sure when you first started, you called on realtors, and you uh, did some Google, I mean, some Facebook things and Google things, and, and maybe paid for some things, some sponsorship of, um, you know, a 5K race at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> like what most people do. And, uh, but he realized at that time, realized that he was turning off, uh, turning over all of his profits to the big banks and relying on real estate agents to bring him um, his sales and it just wasn't going to work for him. So he thought, you know, how can I find my own way of getting leads? So um, diving deeper into it, he decided to throw it out, throw out all the rule books about um, waiting for realtors to give you leads. And he developed a revolutionary new way to generate um, leads that's more effective and gives you more profits. So. I'm really excited to get started because we're going to talk about quite a few things um, in here. But one that I want to I want to just start with is to tell us about your experience in mortgage lending. How long were you in mortgage lending? What was your volume like? Did you have a team? Um, you know, and what your biggest challenges and most successful piece of being a mortgage lender was during the time that you were a mortgage lender? Definitely, definitely. Well. Um... To, to start out, I mean, my, my mortgage experience wasn't extensive by any means. I mean, I was in the industry as a loan officer for a total of about two and a half years. Uh, and one and a half of those years I spent at a big bank. I went from uh, one big bank uh, when I was living down in Southern California. That big bank didn't have a presence uh, up in Idaho when I was moving my family to Idaho. So I went to another big bank up there. Um, so I was predominantly lead fed uh, in those in those positions. But uh, one thing that one thing that's kind of weird when you're working at a big bank is is the the culture or like the messaging from top of house that is 
like, hey, you should be able to compete with these other lenders that are in the market. Go out and chase realtors, even though they don't teach you enough to know that you really can't compete. Like you really have no business going out uh, and, try, you know, and trying to compete with, uh, with somebody that can close a loan in 21 days. Uh, when you're working at a, at a big bank where you can't get in touch with your processor and stuff like that. So anyway, so I, so I, I did, I faced uh, a lot of the frustrations of, of trying to get my business the traditional way because from top of house, they were pushing that. Um, but at the same time, I also had lead channels through the banks that I worked at and through buying leads was another option that the company offered. Uh, and so what I found was that I was, I was really, really good at the, at, at converting internet leads. I, I found that at that point, um, and, and wasn't very good at sourcing my own business. But at, at the same time, I had a lot of, a lot of, uh, lo a lot of real estate agent friends that I had made that had said, Hey, you know, Hey, you're my favorite bank loan officer, right? Insert big bank name. You're my favorite insert big bank name loan officer. If you worked at XYZ mortgage, I would send you all of my business. And so I kind of got a big head, uh, and, um, knew that I was making 50 basis points to the 150 that I could be making and uh, decided to take the leap out and, and do my own thing and uh, fell right on my face. I just, none of those relationships fell through or all those relationships fell through. None of them really fell into place. It was all just, you know, Mouse. word, Stop word talking. play. Stop talking. Take action. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, so anyways, um, I would say when I left the big bank, I was producing about one to 1.2 million. Like that's what I was comfortable with. That's, uh, in a market where average loan amount was about 200,000. Um, and then I fell on my face and I was, I didn't produce anything for my first three months, uh, producing on my own. And I, um, started to play around with Facebook ads, uh, started to play around with, with, uh, you know, cold calling realtors and, and the traditional way, like trying to do everything that I could to figure this out. Uh, it when when I finally had an epiphany um, that, you know, basically was, hey, quick, you know, Quicken Loans gets all the consumer direct mortgage business. Realtors hate them. And yet they're a big player in the purchase game. Why is it? How is it that they do that? Uh, and really kind of dug deep and reverse engineered what it is that they were doing. Uh, and use that to, to build out that lead generation system. And basically, I, like my first 12 months license after going three months with zero production, my first 12 months license, I made over a hundred grand and I got up to, uh, got up to about one and a half million in production consistently a month when I, when I made the jump to another mortgage company and, and kept it rolling there. That's awesome. And you know, one and a half, one and a half million a month, it doesn't sound like a lot to some people in some areas, but with an average loan of, you know, loan amount of 200,000, you know, you're clearly in the mid-level, you know, type of loan officers closing five to seven deals a month. And did you have an assistant at the time? No, no assistant. Um, at one point, I, when I made the transition from the mortgage company where I started that amount of production to another, it was to be able to get more uh, back-end support and an assistant. The assistant didn't end up working out, so I kind of had to rebuild from scratch at that point. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely isn't a ton, a, a ton of production by any means, but I think the most impactful thing was that I didn't have to chase a realtor to get it, that it was yeah. all, you know, that it was all, well, no, all it's still good. It's still good volume. I mean, the average loan officer <laughs> closes between three to four a month I mean, nationally. Yeah. So it's yeah. still good. It's above average, you know, it's like a mid level. Okay. Yeah. So I want to, I want to go back to your comment about Quicken. And so you reverse engineered what they're doing. Explain to us what that means about the fact that you reverse engineered what they're doing. 
Yeah. So internet leads, like internet leads were the, the first thing that came to mind when I thought, okay, what is it that Quicken Loans is doing? Right. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was dabbling and trying to generate my own internet leads. I knew that, that I wasn't going to be able to afford to buy leads because at, when I was at the big bank, they told me how much those leads cost. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to purchase those with any, I wasn't making any money. Right. So, uh, I started to, gen- I started, uh, doing what a lot of loan officers are doing these days. And this was two and a half years ago, but what a lot of loan officers are doing these days is generating leads on Facebook, right? Um, and, and that's what I started with. So when I say I reverse engineered what Quicken was doing, what I mean by that is I, I dug deep to find out that Quicken Loans wasn't getting uh, a, 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 um, a significant amount of traffic, right? Anything more than very nominal amount of traffic from social media sites. And so that's when I started doing Google searches and, and, basically identify, okay, what is it that a home buyer is searching for on the web? And then I started to see pay-per-click ads. And so then I started, okay, what is, like, what is pay-per-click advertising? And, and, you know, it just went down this wormhole uh, where ultimately when I say reverse engineered, I guess what I mean is we hack the traffic source, right? We hack the way that they convert that traffic into leads. And then we also hack the follow-up process in that Quicken Loans has a call center that they've invested millions and millions and millions of dollars in. And, and individual loan officers can't compete with that if, if that's the game that they're trying to play. And so uh, we, we've been able to hack some of the things that have made them successful in the form of getting to the leads quickly and, and being extremely persistent in follow-up um, and doing it on an automated basis so that loan officers don't have to invest that time themselves. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's the funnel. I mean, that's, and I think that's where the, the issue really tends to be, um, in any kind of paid advertising, online advertising, Zillow advertising, right, Facebook ads, any of that, and Google included, anytime that you're, you're um, doing client acquisition yourself and, and creating that, those um, leads yourself, we don't think about the backside and how we're going to serve that as quickly as we can. And so it, we always say, well, it doesn't work out for us. Right. So that's one reason. The other reason, and and I'd like for you to address as well, is that you were talking about the fact that you're really, really good at being able to convert these leads. That's that is, you know, raise my eyebrows. I mean, that's that's a good thing. Whenever you can raise people's eyebrows. Right. Um, Right. Is, you know, what what are you doing? What were you doing on the phone that converted them before we dive into the actual funnel? I have to just step back and say, okay. How did you convert more of them? Because I do know that loan officers that that buy leads, it's one thing finally to get a lead. It's another thing to convert it. And it's not, it may, yes, it's part of being persistent and having a funnel or, you know, an automated um, process. But what are you saying to them as well that's converting them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll say that, like, in the beginning, it like, I guess it's, I'm, I'm removed enough from what I, like time-wise from what I was doing then to be able to identify exactly what I was doing at that point. I know that for some people, it just comes more natural than others, right? Uh, I think that like a servant, a servant mindset is really, really important when you're working internet leads because people, uh, people, uh, the, the lead, the, the person that's on the other side of the lead, right, is a real person yes. and they have, they have real feelings and real problems and they, can, and they can sense whether or not you're genuine or not. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that one thing that really helped me in the beginning when I didn't have all the data that we have now to be able to say exactly what is working and what is what is converting leads better than others, I think in the beginning what really helped was that servant mindset of, hey, every person that I talk to has a problem to solve. They wouldn't have gone online to, to get this information if they didn't have a problem to solve. How can I solve their problem? And sometimes that meant referring the deal referring the deal out to somebody because I didn't do that type of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it meant you know putting them in you know referring them to credit repair. You know sometimes it meant uh, getting super super creative and spending a lot of time on on finding a solution that I ultimately didn't find or maybe I did and it paid off. So I think that that was the biggest thing. And and to this day we when we're identifying loan officers to partner with and in different markets across the country, that's the first thing that we're looking for is, okay, do they have a servant mindset? Is this somebody that actually genuinely wants to help people solve people's problems? Because if not, it's probably not going to be a good fit. That said, um, from a more technical standpoint right now that we do measure all that stuff, um, one of the biggest things that we find nowadays is uh, is that you it's really really easy and really really popular to text leads right now and now that's that's a great way to get in touch with the lead but what people are starting to lose sight of is the fact that your 720 740 borrowers that that have a, a 10% down payment these guys aren't going to be willing to give you like sensitive financial information via text yeah. message you're you're not going to build enough rapport with somebody like that via text message. And so what we find is when we, when we get people that lean too much on the text messaging, they, they generate, they can generate applications, but the quality of those applications on average is not going to be very good because we call that the low hanging fruit, the less sophisticated, the borrower, the easier the application is going to be to get and the, and the lower quality that the application is going to be. So um, the big thing, the big push that we're making right now is really uh getting people to a five to 10 minute phone call where we can collect, right? Uh, what, what they called back in the day, right? The Ninja 1003, right? When yeah, you're, yeah. you know, you're having that casual conversation, collecting the details of, and then, and then casually mentioning at the end that you can solidify their approval amount with just a couple more pieces of information and collecting that, getting the full 1003 on the phone. Um, and then just re- again, having that servant, servant mindset in conjunction with that is like when you can do those two things, our customers are crushing it. Yeah, and it's funny, it's funny that you say that with the servant mindset because one would think that, uh, I mean, although there are plenty of loan officers who have the servant mindset that are doing um, Facebook ads or, you know, buying leads, et cetera, but it's funny that you say that because one would think that it's very transactional. The whole point of doing that type of big net kind of marketing is to get a lot of business in and one would think that more a more transactional person might be better at doing those types of conversions so I think that that's interesting that you say that um, additionally what are you finding with video uh, we were it's just ironic I you know every week on Fridays um, well if you talk to Dave Savage from Mortgage Coach he'll say it's good morning it's nine o'clock but every week at noon for my time um, we're on a, you know, mortgage uh, coach productivity call and a, you know, weekly call from 12 to 1. And just this last week, we were talking about, you know, the responsiveness of texts. And I had suggested um, maybe, you know, have you thought about doing video texting? And, and the person I was talking to said, gosh, I've never even thought about that. That's a really good idea. And yet we were talking about videos, right? We just don't think about sending videos via text. So, what is your data showing you about taking it that next level to be able to 
um, bring this, you know, the higher credit score clients in a little closer prior to having a chit chat if they're not interested in that. Yeah, I think um, our data in this space, uh, our data in this is is a lot more limited than I would like it to be, and I'll tell you why. And it's and it's simply because loan officers don't like doing it, right? It's it's yeah. uncomfortable, right? I, I understand it. I me seeing myself on video, right? I can't tell you how many videos I've I've recorded saying, all right, I'm gonna post this, and then I just never post it. It ends up in my archive oh. somewhere. So so I I understand, but at the same time, it is it, it does limit the amount of data that we can collect on this. However, when we have seen people implement it, and and we've never Never, we've never had a client that implemented it all right day one and implemented it for six months and really sat it out to see those results but the clients that we do have that do implement it for short periods of time they see huge upticks in response rates um, and and uh, a lot a lot higher level of engagement because again it's personifying right it's taking that it's taking that uh, it's taking it from being a transactional relationship to like hey I'm a real-life person I had a client that did uh, that liked doing recording videos when he was trying to get in touch with the lead again. If a lead ghosted him, yeah, he would, yeah. he would do a video like at his kid's soccer game or at the grocery store with his family yeah. or something, right? Something that really introduced like a human aspect to him to yeah. say, hey, yeah, I was just thinking about you. I'm out and about. Hey, check out, you know, here's little Johnny playing his soccer game or whatever. Uh, and he did that. And when, when he did that, he saw the, the results as far as the, the leads that were ghosting him getting them to re-engage with them, he saw those skyrocket. So I think yeah. it's I think it's a huge, huge opportunity that not enough loan officers are taking. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And you know, it's funny, I, I'm saying that and I, you know, I'm thinking about a client that was supposed to call me on Friday and their life got busy, which is exactly why they need me. Um, <laughs> because their, their life got chaos, chaotic. Yeah. And I text her and said, hey, we're supposed to be on this call you know, did you still want to move forward? And she said, yeah. And I said, all right, well, give me a call when you, you know, when you can. And, and then I texted her again this morning. Hey, just, I didn't hear from you this weekend, but I didn't think about picking up the video. Yeah. And I bet if I did that and maybe I won't do it today, maybe I'll do, I'll wait another day or two, but I'm probably going to pick up the video and have the video instead of me. But you know, it is just so easy to just type with our thumbs and get it over with and say, okay, next task. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, and I think that might be some of the hacking that you're talking about. All right. So now I just want to stop here for a second and make sure that, that anyone who's listening in, um, this is not just for loan officers. We happen to go down this, this path and, and that was by choice, but this is not just for loan officers. So, you know, this is for small business owners and entrepreneurs and salespeople that are saying, you know, I just don't have a mechanism to uh, create roots with these leads. You know, um, it's one thing to get them. That's a whole other process that we're going to be talking about. But once I have them, getting them to the point where, you know, they're taking action with us and we're, we're engaging in a fulfillment piece of our, of our business, right? They're saying, okay, yes, I want to work with you. So let's talk. Um, so I want to make sure everybody understands that this is for everybody. Let's talk, however, about lead generation. And then we can talk about the automation to get them to the point where they say yes. Let's talk about the lead generation, because I know you're not a huge fan, I'll be nice about it, a huge fan of Facebook over Google for lead generation for loan officers and salespeople. Correct, correct. So um, I, I want to I be clear, right? Facebook has its benefits, um, specifically around branding, around organic, like name recognition, at, uh, um, 
again, branding and marketing versus lead generation. Lead generation implies direct response. It implies I want to pay a certain amount of money and I want to get a certain result at the end. And, and at the end of the day, the reason why we love Google, aside from the fact that we've already been able to verify that none of the top companies in our space are leveraging social media for their lead gen, at least not for any significant amount, aside from that, right? But anecdotally, we can say, hey, look, if somebody if somebody's in the market for something, they're going to display certain types of buying behavior. And now we can either a try and target that buying behavior on Facebook and catch them when their mind is not in that place, or we can set up shop where people are actively exhibiting these buying behaviors where Facebook is buying the targeting information for these buying behaviors in the form of, hey, if I have a question about something in the context of mortgage, how much house can I afford? How much down payment do I need to qualify for a $300,000 house? People are actively searching for this stuff every single day. And so if you can find a way to intercept those questions and become a resource to provide those answers, that's search engine marketing at its finest, and it's and it's so much more. There's so much more intent behind that than right. when you interrupt somebody's thought pattern in their newsfeed on Facebook. Hey, do you think you should pay off your credit card? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> before, before you come into a lot, right? Yeah, right. It's got and, and I literally came in that way because I wanted to, to disrupt you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how, kind of how it is. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I love that. And, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody explain it quite like that. So, you know, I just want to reiterate it. So Facebook, you, in your opinion, is great for branding and for messaging, but you may not, and, and it's great for targeting somebody, but you don't know if they're actually in what I call the buying window. Right, right. And in some industries, that's a bigger challenge than others, right? Like we use Facebook ads to target loan officers that want to, want to buy our product. Why? Because the amount of people that are actively searching for that on Google are limited. So we do, we max out our Google ad spend as much as we possibly can, but then we have to go to Facebook and try and get some more traffic out of that to continue, right? Yeah. But in the context of something like mortgage or insurance or um, credit, credit card or uh, credit repair, right? Mm -hmm. Our target market is way, way, way too wide to rely on Facebook's targeting algorithms to, to, to effectively manage our, our marketing budgets. Our, like Everybody wants to buy a house at some point. Everybody wants a 720 credit score, right? And so when that's the case, the best thing that you can do is try and get closer to their buying window mentally so that you, so that you have a warmer conversation when, when you start engaging with them. Yeah, I love that. So when when I think about Facebook, um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people, um, I think about targeting, right? I mean, and this is really where this question is coming from. If I'm thinking about the targeting piece of this, I might go to a group, you know, like Home Buyers Anonymous, <laughs> right? Or right. credit repair group of people that want to know how to get credit repair. You know, I might try to target a group. Right. And I might even try to do that in LinkedIn if I'm a loan officer is like find groups, you know, like home buyers or um, the local association, you know, homeowners association in a, in a specific neighborhood, in a specific area and do do this interruption. Uh, it's, it's almost like it's even though I may be doing it as a loan officer every week or three times a week, it's for the consumer. It's random acts of interruption. Really, right. on the, from right. their side, right? Yeah. So how how would I be able to use video 
still get my message out, um, you know, for a lot of content about, you know, things like we've just been talking about. But how would I do that in the Google space? Is it a Google Plus group? I mean, you know how we have the Google Plus and we have the little, you know, get people in our circle, that right. type of thing. Is that where, where we try to get people to in, engage with us on a regular basis till they do get to the buying window? Um, I would... I would say that's that's tough on Google. I mean, I, I like if you're going there's there's two different approaches here, right? Going back to direct response lead generation versus like more organic style marketing. Uh, Google My Business, right? Google Local, whatever they call it now. It was Google My Business. It was Google Local. It's yes, whatever it is now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever it is, the the you know being able to host your reviews and host your name and your headshot and and your address and all that stuff like doing that as a loan officer is super super valuable because there are some people that that are searching on the web that won't ever click on a sponsored ad in which case like that's a perfect opportunity for you to nurture them having a website with good blog content like stuff like that that's a perfect opportunity um that said there's no better place for the style of marketing that you're talking about uh, as far as like um, identifying groups of people that are that, that may be potentially interested right uh, infiltrating buy sell trade groups I say I, I talk to loan officers about that uh, there's no better place for that than Facebook hands right. down right and you're okay. gonna spend a lot less money you're gonna spend a lot more time but a lot less money going out about it that way and so a lot of loan officers that's a great place for them to start um, the, the difference being this is more of a vending machine style, right? Where if you, a uh, vending machine as, assembly line, right? You put yeah. money in and you expect to get something out as long as you have systems and processes dialed in for what happens in between. Well, and the person's going there because they have a, like you said, a problem. They're going there to get something out of that vending machine. They're not just loitering around and all of a sudden you're screaming from the side going, hey, you might want to be. Right. right. All right. So what's the best way to get, you know, increase? Well, there's, I'm, there's, I've got a couple questions on this. So when we're talking about Google, so let's just shift over to Google and completely eliminate Facebook now. So I'm in Google and, you know, and I'm doing a search about, you know, Jen Duplessis, Jennifer Duplessis, which by the way, I want you all to know, there is a Jennifer Duplessis who is an African-American woman who lives in Africa who got indicted. Oh, I'm blonde. I'm I'm I mean I was gonna say Asian. I'm I'm Caucasian. I'm blonde, and I live in the United States. That is not me. <laughs> Let's get back. You haven't been indicted. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about getting her off of there. It drives me crazy. <laughs> but I'm doing a Google search of me. Uh, you know how how am I as a loan officer? It, you know if I were still originating, how would I be trying to get myself up? in the ranks of those, and I know you're going to say SEO and, and it just confuses everybody, but what are some ways that, that people can start getting more act activity in the fines, right? In the search engine optimization, but also how can I get more data out there? Where am I housing it to get it out there so they connect? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, so we like when when we're on Google, right? We want to hijack this process. When when we bring on a loan, like SEO, right? And I'll get a little bit more into detail about SEO, but SEO in general, search engine optimization, you cannot have an expectation of of ROI or or any sort of results that that are that fall inside a six to twelve month window, or like fall shorter than a six to twelve month window. You just can't have that expectation with the amount of competition there is and trying to get Google to, to rank you, right? right? So 
That being said, I I strongly, strongly believe that this should be a long-term play for any loan officer who wants to be a, who wants to be a loan officer for longer than the next couple of years. I strongly, strongly believe in investing into SEO. It's just not what we do because we need to be able to hijack you and get get to the top of the rankings, and we do that via pay-per-click, right? Wow. Via you know paid ads. So that said. We advise loan officers all the time that want to increase their organic reach over time. Um, some things that I would say: number one, like have your own have your own website that is independent of the website that your company provides for you. And if you work for a company that does not allow that, reconsider the company that you work for, yeah. because. That you have no control over the content that they put out there. A lot of the times, it's going to be duplicate content, so it's going, so uh, it's it's content that they're posting on every loan officer site across yeah. their yeah. entire yeah. network, which means yeah. Google is going to penalize you for that, um, and and you just you have no control over that, right? So the first thing is having a vanity site set up. The second thing is having a regular content posting strategy. So this could be in the this could be in the context of uh, one blog a week. This could be in the context of one blog a month. It just depends on how fast you want to get results with this. Basically, the more content that you can put out there that is uh, optimized in such a way that Google can can index that information. The more content that you have, the faster you're going to climb in those rankings. Uh, Yoast, SEO, Yoast SEO plugin is every is every website beginner's best friend when it comes to search engine optimization. You don't have to understand everything under the sun when it comes to SEO to be effective. You just have to be patient and, and expect it to be a long-term play for sure. So outside of that, uh, I would say the quickest way is to get reviews on every site that you can between Yelp. Google and Zillow even, right? Even, even the big, the big monster, right? Like even I wouldn't use Zillow as your exclusive referral hosting place, but I would get yourself some reviews on Zillow because it's great for SEO purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, Zillow's in the mortgage space now, so they have more, they do mortgage lending. And I, I imagine yeah. that, that even if you're a lender and you have a lot of Zillow reviews, that they're probably downgrading you behind their Zillow people, right? Their, their probably. mortgage company as well. Um, okay. So you're saying, I'm just making sure, cause again, this podcast is called stop talking, take action, get results. We want to make sure that people get, you know, take some action and get some results. So that's why I'm always writing notes down and things. Um, and I'll recap all this at the end too, but, um, but having a blog, right? What do you think about a vlog? If you were to just upload this into YouTube, right? A video into YouTube, have it transcribed and placed on your website as a blog. If you if you have the self control, the discipline, and you're comfortable on video, that it that's I mean that's the ideal, right? You look at uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is the king of of content anchoring, yeah. which is you know I'm gonna I'm gonna produce one piece of content and I'm gonna I'm gonna reproduce it in as many different ways as I possibly can yeah. to just get more out there. And I think that video content is the best content anchor that you can have for that reason. It's really easy for somebody to transcribe that or for you to pay a little bit more and get a content writer that'll take the concepts in there and put that into a well-delivered, well-written blog post that you can post. Uh, and then you can send, uh, if, you're do, if you're generating internet leads, I always recommend anytime you write a new blog post, send every single lead in your database a text message that says, hey, 
thinking about you today, wrote this new blog, here's a link to it, check it out, let me know what you think, right? It gives you an excuse to get in front of your database as well as building that, uh, that search engine optimization over time. Beautiful, I, I love uh, content anchoring with video specifically. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Okay, so, because um, to me, Google, you know, when I go to Google, I call it the gospel of Google. Um, when I go to Google, because <laughs> you know, the, anything that's written there is obviously true. Ha -ha. Obviously. Um, but when you go to Google, you know, and I do a search and I find something, it always perplexes me at, you know, the fact that I, that's great. I found something, but how did that something get there? So thank you so much for sharing that because that something is us going on there and asking people to do reviews through Google, which we have the ability in each one of our, um, our channels or not our channel, but our, but our uh, profile. So we have the ability to ask people to do testimonials, you know, to do write reviews, um, writing the content that we speak. I think, see, the reason why I say video is I think it's just much easier. If I want to write an article and I do this all the time, I just, in fact, I just got my new book. I, in fact, I just had, I just literally took it out of the box. <laughs> um, nice. Where I was a contributor, yeah. Where I was a contributor to this book, you can see my name right down in here. I was one of the contributors. Oh, right. And um, it's my second book, and I have a third one coming out where I'm a contributor as well. And this is called Business Boosts. And um, you know that if I want to write that, in fact, that whole I wrote that I wrote a chapter in that book. I dictated that chapter. I had it transcribed, and then I went in and adjusted it. That's how I wrote that chapter. Because I'm not going to sit down and think about it. And I think the average salesperson, entrepreneur, loan officer, realtor, anybody who's, who's busy is just not going to take the time to do the blog. And I think that's why there's so many mommy blogs that are out there. And I apologize for any mommies that are listening. But, but there's so many mommy blogs out there because they have a little more time. <laughs> the kids are napping and whatnot. And I'm not saying right. their job is any less. It's just right. I'm a mom. I get it. But um, I just think that, you know, I'm not going to sit down and write something out about credit. I'm not right. going to write something out about putting money down. I'm more apt to do a video about it, and it's much easier to transcribe it. But what you're saying is to get the recommendation or the reviews um, inside of your Google account and do some blogging and get a website. And I, I just want to recommend this website. I'm not, I'm not in cahoots with them or anything, but Wix, W-I-X. It is the easiest way to make a website. I have four businesses and I made my websites, um, except for my main one, I made my websites through Wix and it was just easy. It took me maybe 20 minutes. They have all kinds of stuff that you can use. And if you're trying to put together, as you said, a vanity site, which a lot of people don't know what that is, um, if you're trying to do just a quick, easy website, that's probably the best way to get it done. Definitely, um, definitely. Okay, so reviews and content. What else can we be doing to uh, get our name out there? Uh, so through, so in digital marketing, I think that the biggest thing, the the biggest thing that people discount is the value of your database, right? And so. Um, I think that the the video and the blog content, it, it not only does it help with your SEO, um, but it also, as I alluded to uh, a minute ago, it gives you a reason to get in front of your audience. Now, uh, when it comes to that, your audience shouldn't be limited to leads that you've generated online. Your audience should be literally every person that you know and every person you've ever done business with, right? Any, any, your friends, family, et cetera, like 
that should be your database and doing doing regular content distribution to those people in particular including the occasional email that's literally just asking for a referral right we tell what we tell our customers is that we generate leads so that someday you don't have to anymore so that someday you've built your database to be so massive and have such a process for, for turning that database into more loans that you don't need to generate a, another lead anymore. So I think the biggest thing that I would express here uh, is just staying in touch with your database and, and the level of automation that you apply to this should coincide with the level of return that you need to get from it. And so what I mean by that is obviously the more money that you make, the more money you can spend on automation, the more money you can spend on outsourcing, the less the less uh, dialed in your results have to be. Whereas if you're doing this on your own and you're doing it to because you're stuck at two, three loans a month and you can't and afford to invest in your marketing, et cetera, et cetera, like then you should be, this is the number one thing that you should be dialing in is making sure that you have a process for turning that database into loans because that's the most valuable thing you have as a loan officer. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you, bingo. I've been talking about that for like the last eight months, nice. uh, years and years, but honing in on it, uh, you know, based on um, a book called Acres of Diamonds. You already have it. You already have it. You're sitting on Acres of Diamonds. You're constantly, you know, got your telescope out there looking further out for another opportunity rather than just working with the people that you have right now. Yeah, so I love that. So, you know, doing a video, doing a blog, and then sending an email to it as well. Okay, so is there anything else that you'd want to talk about on how to generate leads from Google? And then what we'll do is we'll move into, now I have the lead, what do I do? How do I keep it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything that we've talked everything that we've talked about has really been again the organic side, the things that you can be doing to build your long-term business over time. Um what I'll say is is that the that that's not necessarily going to be that that isn't going to be the same thing as a direct response lead generation strategy, right? What we, what we do and what you can do and and I've discovered this system myself. I built this system myself as a loan officer. I don't have a background in pay-per-click marketing. I don't have a background in anything really. I mean, uh, except for sales. Um, it, what you can do is it, what is the value of pay-per-click marketing is being able to identify how much each click is going to cost you, how many clicks it takes to, to get a lead, right? Assuming that you have a good lead form on your website, how many clicks it takes to get in a lead, and then how many leads it takes to get a deal. Now, if you can, if you can identify that recipe and you can do it with paid marketing and you can afford to invest in your business instead of going the organic route, this is always going to be a quicker way to get results and it's always going to be a more quantifiable way uh, and, and, a, and a way that's going to give you more confidence moving forward because it's repeatable. With organic marketing, it's, it takes a long time before you have enough data to say, okay, if I do this, this, and this, then I know that I'm going to get these results in six to 12 months. It takes a long time to be able to get that. With paid direct response, right, pay-per-click, click on an ad, go to a landing page, fill out the form, and shoot that lead over with that style of marketing. What's really cool is that with a month, two months, three months worth of data, you can identify your recipe, make sure that your numbers will scale, and then double down, triple down, quadruple down on it. And that's what we love, love, love about the paid side, the direct response side, um, that I feel like uh, maybe some of your listeners that are really, uh, really liking the organic stuff 
um, because of the low cost investment. I think that maybe some of those li uh, listeners that, that aren't in that boat that are like, hey, I don't have time to do all that stuff. That's what they're looking for, right? Is, is okay, how do I make this a recipe? So, yeah. and, that, and that would be well, with paid. Yeah, and I love that because, you know, I think that you have to start somewhere, right? And so if you can't, and I've always said this, you know, you should be investing whatever number you want to call it, 10, 15, 20%, 25% of your gross income back into your business, right? And if you don't have the ability to invest 25 or 30% back into your business and you only have the ability to invest 10%, then you should be investing 20% of your time. If you can only invest 15%, then you need to be investing 15% of your time so that you're doing free marketing at the same time you're doing paid marketing until your business gets to the point where you can do all paid marketing, right? If that's, if that's the avenue that you want to go in. Right. And um, so I see this as, you know, on the organic side, it's like, oh, I really like this, but, you know, I don't have all the money in the world to do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to do some organic, at least you're doing something. That's the key here. And if you can make a combination of it, great. And if you, you know, you're more interested in having something done for you, then you definitely want to have a conversation with Michael because that is, um, he'll help you accelerate that. And it's funny because I talk about, uh, when I'm, when I'm telling, talking to people, they say, well, what do you do? And I say, I help, I help loan officers in this case, right? Loan officers, I help loan officers multiply their resu results in record time, right? And that's what you're talking about is let's multiply your results in record time instead of the organic route if you have the wherewithal and the bandwidth and the resources to be able to do that. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from the value of the organic side because like you said, yeah. there are some loan officers that just want that, that uh, I'm going to pay for this business and this business is going to come back to me. That's not a, in, in my opinion, that doesn't have as, as much longevity as somebody who said, hey, I'm going to supplement my organic marketing strategy with some paid ad, paid advertising, or I'm going to supplement my paid strategy with some organic strategy because that organic stuff that, I mean, that's the stuff that you, that you put in the time and the work and the effort and you don't expect to see any results right away. Right. And you put in that time and effort for six to 12 months. And then all of a sudden it just starts to snowball and you don't even know where the business is coming from, but you're so happy you've got it. And you'll never experience that with paid advertising. It's just, that's yeah. just not some, aside from maybe a little bit of pipeline snowball, if you've got some people that were, you know, six months out and now they're starting to come into their buying window more, mm -hmm. uh, you might see a little bit of that, but it's never going to be the same thing as, Hey, I invested all this time into a, vlog and now I've got a following and now I've got a database marketing strategy like it's never going to give those same results so even though on one hand I'm like hey all we do is paid advertising on the other hand we're telling all of our customers make sure that you're investing into this too because this is what's going to sustain your business over the long haul right well you know and I think we all know you know as entrepreneurs and salespeople that you have to have your gas on several things at one time you just can't have your gas on one avenue. And, you know, right now as we're recording this, there's another refinance boom. And so everybody has their gas on the refinance boom when it's all over. If they didn't use some of the other avenues, you know, make sure that they had other streams of income coming in, you know, resources of income, um, then they're going to be hurting again, you know. And that's exactly what you're saying is do a little of both. If you can't do all of it, you know, do a little of both. Or if you just you don't even care about organic, then do all the paid. If you're not interested in paid, that's fine. Do all the organic, but do something. Yes. Stop talking, take action, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
Exactly. So uh, this has been absolutely wonderful. Now I know you have a special, uh, a special gift for our listeners. So why don't you go ahead and tell them what that gift is? Yeah, definitely. So uh, from now until forever, basically, if you met, if you mention this podcast interview with Jen, uh, you mentioned the stop talking, take action, get results podcast, uh, we'll be giving you $500 off setup. Um, and that's, uh, you don't, there's no special code or anything. Uh, our team knows, uh, knows how great this podcast is and, and we follow it personally. So, um, we've all had that communication. We're all, we're all looking forward to, uh, bringing on some of your listeners and, and getting them some results. That's awesome. So if someone wants to open the door with you and have a conversation and say, okay, I don't quite understand it, or I just have a couple of quick questions or how do I just get started right now? I mean, what is the best way for them to reach you to be able to take advantage of that um, wonderful gift you've given them? Yeah. So empowerfunnels.com is our website. We've designed it to be as simple uh, and, and forthcoming as we can with information. Now, uh, granted, to be able to see the entire system in action, it does take a live demonstration. There's links all over the place to book your live demonstration. Uh, it's, with what, it's with one of our uh, lead conversion specialists. They are trained by me uh, individually. You, our our culture is very tight-knit around here, so we're very, very uh, servant ba- right servant based in, in our mindsets and, and how we approach the, the, the game so um, I, I think you'll I think your listeners will find uh, that if you do take the time to check out what we do and do that live demonstration that you'll learn more about digital marketing for mortgage loan officers than you will if you paid a thousand bucks for for a course uh, you know at the, with the marketer up the street so um, Definitely, definitely. Empowerfunnels.com is the website. Book your live demo. There's a short video uh, that'll kind of outline some of uh, some of the process, but nothing that you wouldn't have gotten out of this call. So just book, book that live demo. And we'll take care that's of it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's all about action, right? It's all about taking action. Um, okay, so let me just, I'm going to re- recap some of this, you know, if you're listening in. Um, so one is get yourself a vanity website or, you know, an actual website through Wix. If that's, you know, wix.com is who I use to, to make my, like they're smaller websites I and mean, they can be built out really big, but I just wanted a quick website, just a quick website. And Wix was really good to be able to help me do that. Um, start thinking about making, you know, creating a blog that goes on there. So go back to all the videos you've ever done. And get them transcribed. And if you just want to go with the transcription and doctor it up yourself, great. If you want to hire an editor, my suggestion is go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. Go to Fiverr. That's probably the best place to get something done quickly. Um, ask your clients for reviews on Yelp, Google, and Zillow. If you have a whole bunch of reviews on Zillow, then go back to those clients and say, hey, you know, I'm getting ready for next year and I'm about ready to, you know, go crazy in 2020. And I was wondering if you would be willing to write the same review you did on Zillow on Yelp. In fact, I'll even copy and paste it and send in an email for you. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the link, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So get yeah. your reviews expanded, right? Um, think about, uh, you know, taking a video and vi- and texting it. But then also, you know, with your with your blog or your vlog, you know, to just let people know that you just issued another one. Hey, check out my new blog, you know, on this topic and that topic and send that to your entire database um, because you just never know when someone's going to be in that buying window. And um, and then if you're interested in having everything done for you, get a hold of Michael. 
and take advantage of what he is going to be able to share with you through um, pay-per-click marketing and see the difference that it's going to make over the Facebook. And I, you know, I got to go back and just say, I really love the difference here about Facebook is more organic, uh, more of a branding site, uh, and you're targeting a market, but you're not, it's not a vending machine. I love that. You're talking about a vending machine. I'm already there. I want the thing. Show me how to do it. Show me how to get the thing. So I, I absolutely love that. So as we close out today, did I miss anything, Michael? I don't think so. Okay, good. Um, I'm very lo lo uh, linear logical. You know, I'm a very lin linear logical thinker. Can't say it, but I'm, that's how I am <laughs> um, apparently today. <laughs> but as we close out today, is there a book or a quote that you would like to share with the group, um, you know, that resonates with you and it really helps you uh, manifest your life and your business? Uh, yeah, I think honestly, anytime somebody asks me this question, I just go back to, uh, and it might even start being, start to becoming cliche, but I go back to the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. Uh, that book just changed the way I thought about everything. It just, I, I cannot speak enough to, um, this idea of, Hey, like all the problems that we face, uh, in our day-to-day -day lives are because our, our dreams aren't big enough. Our goals aren't big enough. And, uh, the bigger we set those goals, the bigger ch challenges and bigger problems that we're solving. And therefore, the more we're going to be compensated in return. I, I just I, that book always gets me hyped. I've listened to it probably three or four times on Audible uh, and, and Grant Cardone narrates it, which makes it even more intense. So right. <laughs> uh, I definitely, uh, definitely recommend that one. That's awesome. That's great. OK, well, everybody, we will have the links below in the show notes for everything that we've talked about here today. And I encourage you to just snoop it out, you know, to see if this is something that could help move your business forward. You know, always wanting to provide you with personal and professional growth ideas and tips and strategies from people that um, are killing it in their specific marketplace, you know, and in their, their specific uh, strategy or um, income path. So hopefully you, you've enjoyed this. I want to remind you again, please write reviews for us on the podcast. And for those of you that don't know how to write reviews on a podcast, it's so easy, especially on an iPhone. You just scroll down, scroll down on the subscription page, and there's a place where you can click on the five stars if you wish to do so. And then you can actually write a review there. So it's really easy. You already have your phone in front of you. There's nothing more that you have to do in order to write a review. So continue the reviews coming. And I want to say thank you again for listening. And we hope that the information that Michael has provided today uh, is helpful uh, to moving your business forward. And Michael, again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this. This is really exciting for everybody but really i love it in the mortgage lending space because it's something we just don't have definitely thank you so much for being on it was it was a pleasure and uh i look forward to reading some of those books you were referencing earlier <laughs> yeah <laughs> mine mine oh yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's interesting okay well listen everybody have a fantastic week and don't forget stop talking about it go take action so you can get the results that you want and deserve in your business talk to you soon Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.